Today on Table Talk Radio, preaching to Hollywood and the ultra mega super Bible B. Oh, this is the best. When the Old Testament verses are quoted in the New, can you guess both books? Stay tuned. Table Talk Radio coming up. A radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. The reason is because you don't have the sacraments. I mean, once you don't have the sacraments, then basically everybody's a pastor. Because that's what a pastor is, a guy that's there to preach the gospel and minister the sacraments. Once the sacraments cease to mean anything in your theological construct, then ministry becomes something different than the giving out of God's gift of forgiveness. The reason why we go to church is not to hear about how we have to go out and, and be missionalists. The reason we go to church is to get the forgiveness of our sins. That's why Jesus instituted the church. And I think that's the point. See, when a pastor considers this option of, hmm, maybe I'll substitute these parts of the liturgy, maybe. The, maybe. the question before him should not be, will it win more people over? The question before them should be, would this deliver Christ in a better way than it already does? And the parts of the liturgy are direct quotes from Holy Scripture. And I don't think that you can improve upon the delivery of Christ uh, from them. I mean, just imagine the next radical that shall be even more radical. This will be the book that I'm going to write. Even more uh, radical. What part of cutting off your hand is unclear in the Bible? <laughs> if you still have two hands, you show yourself to be a false disciple of Jesus. <laughs> Laughing at all of our own jokes because somebody That's has right. to. This is Table That's Talk Radio. That's right. Who else is going to? By the way. I've got to say something funny so that we can get a new open line. I know. It'll happen this show, I'm, I'm sure. I'm still waiting for that time in which you'd be funny. I don't know if we've made the announcement yet, but uh, Table Talk Radio is back on top of being the world's most favorite Lutheran theological game show. Really? We we fell behind for a while. Did you, did you remember right, that? Right, I knew about that. I knew we were the world's second most famous theological game show for a little while, but then what happened? To the Australian did they quit doing it down Yeah, there? yeah. Sim radio? Other other pursuits, I guess. So they um, gave up the we're, ghost. We're we're back on top. So look, sustaining this prolonged amount of mediocrity is not for the faint of heart. It's true. It's uh <laughs> not easy. It's um, a theology of the cross, as you like to say. <laughs> oh, you're so against that. The thing that I don't believe in, the yeah. theology oh, of the no. cross. Oh, well, no. What we need to be talking about right now is long gospel because Luther is on his way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, uh, of the cro- Oh, you mean long gospel? Yeah. Oh, I understand now. Yeah, I was confused till okay. now. Okay. Uh, so some buzzwords. I got, I'm so excited about today's buzzword. Yeah, really? Uh, but you go first. I'll, I'll, I'll My you... buzzword for you is mass. Mass. Mm. Not talking like physics. You know, mass equals velocity <laughs> or whatever it equals. I'm talking about the theological term mass, which has two definitions. Number one, if you're Catholic, it's what you call communion service. And number two, if you're an obnoxious hyper-liturgical Lutheran, it's what you call <laughs> the, communi- the communion service to make sure that you don't have any friends. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, doesn't the Augsburg Confession refer to the Mass? Yeah, that's right. That's why you can get away with it. <laughs> I mean, never mind, like in small-called articles, when Luther says, oh, you guys want to talk about something? Let's talk about the spawn of the d- 
devil called the mass. <laughs> The, the, there's a big debate in the Reformation about what the word mass came from, and the Catholics tried to argue that it was from the Hebrew uh, derivative of the Hebrew word for sacrifice or something like this. And the Lutheran says, no, it's not. It's just it's just a shortening of what happens at the end when the priest dismisses everyone and says, okay, it's over. You can go home. And that word sounds like mass, dismiss. Anyway, hmm. it was a big, big debate back then. Hmm. All those important debates to, that, yeah. All right, uh, so my theolo- Whenever you find a Lutheran pastor that says, hey, are you going to come to Mass today? Just, they'll grow, they'll get over it. They'll grow, <laughs> they'll up. grow up. They're probably good guys. They're probably good guys. It's just, you know, a little obnoxious. It's like the first time you got to decide how the guy was going to cut your hair, and you made sure that he cut it different than your mom cut it all the time you're growing up. It's like, I got I can use my own theology words, so I'm going to use the words that are different than everyone else. I think that's it. Grow out of it eventually. I think it, we're trying so hard to not be evangelical that we'd rather be Catholic. But whatever. I know Catholic small that's c. Right. Blah 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 blah. All right. Uh, so my my buzzword uh, for you comes. I wonder if all our listeners are going to hate us now. They're like, "Well, I like to listen to Table Talk Radio when driving to Mass, but now, now I'm offended." <laughs> I guess if you're not offended by us now, you're never going to get offended by us. Yeah, we'll if you stuck stuck in there this long, you're pretty much committed. <laughs> well, although this is the first time most people have been hearing our show. Right, so. that's right. Every listener's a new listener. Yeah. I forgot that. Cool. <laughs> All right, so my theological buzzard for you. I'll let you pick it. It's um, from this article entitled "24 Theological Words Every Southern Baptist Should Know." So here's the okay. list. Are you ready? Yep. Uh, grace, regeneration, election, reconciliation, redemption, atonement, justification, sanctification, predestination, sovereignty, providence, <laughs> sin, eschatology, inerrancy, glorification, postmodernism, <laughs> annihilism, propitiation, transcendence, eminence, incarnation, wow. hermeneutics, parousia, or universalism. Wow, that's a lot of theological words. Yeah, a lot of this is particularly this is like twenty-four. We should write worth. articles like that too, because I just write an article and be like twenty-four theological words every Catholic should know, and then put in like justification, <laughs> grace alone. <laughs> I think this a list was probably written by some super reformed guy, and he's just baiting the the Southern Baptists. <laughs> I'm going to test that by listening by asking for the definition of the word sovereignty. Oh, sovereignty. Okay. Uh, the biblical idea that God's sovereignty, I like when you use the word that you're defining in the definition of the word. Anyway, yeah, all right, yeah. the, that's, a, that's a must. I like that. The, the biblical idea that God's sovereignty includes all that is involved in his kingship and consists of at least three matters. One, ownership of everything there is because he created it. Number two, authority in that God has absolute right to impose his will on his creatures and creation, and three, control because God is the master of his universe and rules over all that takes place. I thought master of the universe was, isn't that a name of like a cartoon? Probably they got it from the Calvinists. Maybe the cartoon writer was a Calvinist. Um, I mean, I guess that's all true, right? It's all true. Uh, that God is God. He's in control. I mean, that's part of what it means. It's part of what goes along with being God, being in control. But Yeah, kind of a scary thought when you think about it. Well, it is. It is law. 
I mean, that's the thing that the, that, that the Reform like to do is they'll talk about sovereignty, which, you know, Lutherans don't deny. But then they'll try to somehow get uh, salvation out of that. Wait a minute. When, uh, when, when Jesus is there, you know, crucified, bloody on the cross, behold the sovereignty of God. <laughs> <laughs> it is, I mean, it is. But it's, it, is a, it is the sovereignty of God. You know, if you if you lean too much on sovereignty, it, there's a way that you don't have enough place of, for the, the sovereignty of God in your salvation. I'll, we'll admit that. But if you lean too much on it, then the the incarnation and the fact of the of the Lord's redemption stops to it 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 doesn't make sense anymore. So there's there's kind of a theological pattern that kind of uh, Luther would be our genius here, and, and so that he you. You start your theology with the death of God on the cross, so that if you have some sort of theological construct that can't handle God dying on a cross, then you know that construct is getting way in the way of the truth of the Scripture. So, okay, well, I think that's a pretty good uh, distinction. So, what uh, what's our lineup for today look like? Oh yeah, we're going to do this game called Preaching to Hollywood, and then after that, we're going to do the game called Bible B. What was it? Bible B Ultra? I like Bible B Bible Ultimate. Bible B Mega. Bible B Ultimate. Bible. What was your dumb one that you thought of? Uh, <laughs> Bible B Bonanza. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was dumb. Uh, uh, you got to get, get the BBB going in there, you know. This is this is where we play. Um, that was stupid. We play Bible B with Old Testament verses quoted in the New Testament, and you have to guess both the Old Testament and the New Testament context. Oh, that's going to be great. So that's uh, so that's the show. But first, we were uh, our friend Gavin Mize, the author of the ABC Liturgy book. Remember that? I I put a video of the ABC Liturgy book on the Facebook, and now I've got like seven other books from Gavin to look over. No problem, I'll get to it soon. <laughs> uh, but he said, "Hey, I've always wanted you guys to listen to this uh, this song and do preaching to Hollywood uh, and talk about it theologically called Chocolate Jesus." So that's I think what's up first. Well, we'll listen to it and we'll talk about it. Whether it'll be theological or not is yet to be seen. Yep. But here's the song, Chocolate Jesus. I always like it when the rooster's part of the band. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite things. This song appears to be in no hurry. (laughs) (laughs) Take your time. Church on Sunday. Don't get on my knees to pray. Don't memorize the books of the Bible. Got my own special way. I know Jesus loves me. Maybe just a little bit more. <laughs> I fall down on my knees every Sunday. That's the real least candy store. Well, I've got to be a chocolate Jesus. Make me feel good. Good thing we've had enough time for this <laughs> I kind of like the guy's voice, but I'm pretty sure this song counts as the category of blasphemy. <laughs> it is. Well, we're going to let this guy bump us out, and we'll be back. More Table Talk Radio right after this. ain't nothing better 
Two theologians for the price of none. Table Talk Radio will be right back. The daily Bible meditation blog is at rightlydividedbible.wordpress.com, where three chapters of the Bible are considered each day. Check it out. (laughs) That's a a little different sound. Somewhere on Pastor's to-do list is get new bump music. It's on there, though. It's somewhere on that Every list. Every time I hear it, <laughs> it, it, it gets bumped me. up a little bit. <laughs> That's right. Bump the bump. All right, so here's how that song goes. It says, don't go to church on Sunday. Don't get on my knees to pray. Don't memorize the books of the Bible. I got my own special way, but I know Jesus loves me. Just because, or maybe just a little bit more. Here down the later after the solo, when the weather gets rough and it's whiskey in the shade, it's best to wrap your savior up in cellophane. He flows like the big muddy, but that's okay. Pour him over ice cream for a nice parfait. Mm. It's got to be chocolate Jesus good enough for me. In other words, I want a Jesus-shaped candy bar. That's my That's my religion. It's like the definition of American Christianity. Yeah, I was going to say, that's pretty fitting, I guess. Um, Remember that blasphemous scene that's also hilarious, but also, I think, blasphemy, where Ricky Bobby is praying to the I knew you were going to say that. Remember that? <laughs> I was like, I like gonna, my baby Jesus. You're going to talk about Ricky Bobby. Jesus. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. I've never seen that movie. Did I say that right? I've never seen the whole movie. I've just seen YouTube scenes of that particular scene uh, a million times. And it points to the fact that we uh, one of the marks of idolatry, in fact, maybe the mark of idolatry, is that we start to shape our gods after our own image. Mm. So we are created in the image of God, but when we reverse that and we start to create our God in our own image to suit our own needs or our own tastes, that's almost, that's just definition of idolatry i think it was so to say look i don't i don't want jesus as he is i want jesus wrapped up in cellophane poured over the ice cream i want the chocolate jesus that that's idolatry that's i mean it's just kind of really simple idolatry i think it's attributed to mark twain could be someone else that said in the beginning god created man in his own image and ever since then man returned the favor yeah i've heard that i think i think that is mark twain i wonder i wonder if the google knows that Oh, that's lumpy. Yeah, get lumpy on it. Where's that? Uh, is that T-shirt out yet? Get lumpy on it. Uh, no, man. Just think of how much revenue Table Talk Radio is losing. I've said this many mm. times. I think we need to be a a, a shirt factory. <laughs> just forget the whole I, podcast. I know. And we should just make T-shirts. I think our best are. <laughs> what are we even doing here? Our Talking best to each idea. Other, recording this nonsense. We should be brainstorming T-shirts. Was was. To provide T-shirts for delegate to the conventions, the national convention, yeah, district convention. And uh, you could have one for like every day, a snarky comment. So when you're at microphone and the camera's on you, I don't see what's wrong with that idea. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, I really think that probably we missed our little window of opportunity. <laughs> well, we'll have it again in three years. Our little... Uh... Anyway. So what? now, let's do, do Preach It to Hollywood. So let's say someone... 
comes up to you and say, hey, do you go to church? And no, I go to the candy store and eat the chocolate Jesus. That's good enough for me. Uh, respond to that. Um, well, I would wonder if that chocolate Jesus uh, is... Is that chocolate Jesus able to bleed? <laughs> In other words, does that chocolate Jesus die for you? Does that chocolate Jesus atone for sins? Um, of course, the answer is no. But see, here's the thing. Um, the the Pharisees preferred their chocolate Jesus because their chocolate Jesus was the nicer Jesus. You know, the Jesus isn't going to tell me and say my, my righteousness is uh, a bunch of hooey. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the, that says I'm I'm like a a, a whitewashed sepulcher. Um, says that, or that calls me a well, that was John the Baptist, but brood of vipers, you know. Um, you know that that Jesus is kind of mean. I think I'll prefer the Jesus that leaves me alone. That I can do whatever I want to do. I mean, so uh, here here's here's the line that I I would really want to hone in on is, um. I don't memorize books of the Bible. I don't do all this stuff. Uh, but I know Jesus loves me. Well, how? If you don't read the Bible, how do you know Jesus well, because loves Because the chocolate you? Jesus, he tastes so sweet. You see? <laughs> tastes so sweet. This is, um, yeah, I don't, uh, that's right. I mean, uh, your point is well, well taken, is that, remember how we make this distinction, this helpful distinction between the natural knowledge of God and the revealed knowledge of God? And that is that the only way you ever get to the gospel or anything sweet like that is by the revealed knowledge of God. That is the Lord speaking to us in his word. That's it. That's the only way. And so you can't get to the love of God apart from the death of Jesus on the cross as reported and taught to us by the apostles. So, yep. Right. I mean, that's the theology of the cross, isn't it? (laughs) Probably. <laughs> so, I knew what the theology of the cross was. By, by the way, uh, theology of the cross is another one of these words where you just make up your own definition. It makes you smell, sound awesome. Luther was talking when Luther was talking about the theology of the cross. He was talking against this kind of scholastic, metaphysical peering into the mysteries of God. And we say theology of the cross, and we're trying to talk about a theology of suffering. It's weird. I read that book. On Becoming a Theologian of the Cross, which was the exposition of the Heidelberg Theses, and I thought, this doesn't have anything to do with the Heidelberg Theses. Anyway, not like I'm some sort of expert on the whole thing, but I do know that once Luther understood law and gospel, he never went back. (laughs) Like us. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, this is maybe a little bit of inside of baseball, me fussing about the theology of the cross, trying to crush the cliches. I thought I thought our friend Seth Clemmer was like the great cliche crusher, and then he you had him on your radio show talking about the theology of the cross. Oh Can't man, it was great! That. It was beautiful. How do people listen to that other radio show that you do? It's secret, by the way. Uh, we okay. we send secret oh, invitations oh, secret, to the Calvinists. Which reminds me, <laughs> remember we're gonna have a uh, we're gonna have a Brothers of John the Steadfast conference out here at Hope sometime this summer. But we're not telling anybody about it. Apparently, it's a secret conference. Just show up when when you think it should be. <laughs> That's right. Uh, me, uh, we got Andy Packer, the Flammy's going to talk about. It's all about the three estates. Melius is going to be down talking, and uh, the Fisk, Jonathan Fisk, is going to come and talk at the secret conference. Everybody's invited, even the Calvinists. We decided that for the Calvinists, we should invite all the Calvinists, but they're not going to know. 
until they arrive if they're actually truly invited or not. <laughs> We've got a secret list of the Calvinists that will let in, uh, but we're not going to tell them until they get here. Now, how do you how do you cut outtakes of Fisk when he's presenting live? Um, I don't know. We got to cross that bridge when we come to it. I feel like we're off topic. I know. I, what I, we, I'm not. What done else yet. do we have to say I, about this? I bet. I bet listening song, to Fisk, Chocolate Jesus. I bet listening to Fist talk is incredibly boring, and not because he's a boring guy or that he's a bad presenter, but when you're used to watching when, watching him on um, Worldview Everlasting, it's like pow, 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 pow. And then in real life, you have to like watch him breathe. It's like, oh, man, this guy bores the crap out of me. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> Just you saying. You talk a lot slower in real life. <laughs> I don't know, but if you have a couple more things that you can say to dissuade people from coming to the conference, I'm sure uh, you know the planners would appreciate that. Uh, who are the secret planners? Who else do you think is going to be boring? Who, who else? Who are the secret planners? Everybody knows Fisk is, is great. Planning it what are you pa- talking Andy about? Pa- Andy Packer. You know me and Andy Packer. Remember Andy Packer? How's that your, guy, how's by the way, is book smart. Coming? With me and Andy Packer, our secret book? Yeah. We haven't exactly started. Hmm. Well, we've outlined it. Anyway, would you, do you have anything else to say about this Chocolate Jesus song, or should we get on to the super awesome game? Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Now, the way this Bible B... Extravaganza. What did you call it? Ex- Bible, Bible B Extravaganza, extravaganza works. <laughs> is this. We're going to quote a verse, and this verse is going to be an Old Testament verse quoted in the New Testament. And you, or me, we're going to go back and forth have to guess both the Old Testament verse book and the New Testament book. This you, is such a great game. You don't stand a chance in this game. Oh, you, you, there's no way. You get, you get how it works? Oh, yeah, yeah. You get how it works? Yeah. The, I'm just okay. saying that the, you don't stand a chance in this game. I'm just saying. All right, so you want to go first or you want me? Um, I'll go first. Let's see, where's my Bible? All right. Hold on. I'll just, here we go. I'll just pull up the digital Bible. All right, here it is. Um, uh, so I have a question. What if um, only the verse in part is quoted in the New Testament? Do you want the whole Old Testament verse? No. Just, I want the partial quotation from the New Testament. That's going to help me understand where it's quoted in the New Testament. Okay, ready? Here is the partial quotation mm-hmm. from the New Testament. Uh, Den of Robbers. Ah, okay, okay, okay. I'm on to it. Because um, uh, this is the place where Jesus is in the temple cleansing it. And he says, um, and he calls, and he says, you've made uh, what should be a house of prayer into a den of thieves or den of robbers there. Now, this is a kind of, you, you've started off with a, with a tricky one. I, I thought you might ease into this game a little bit because. Oh, no. Because, okay, so here's the complexity of this. Number one, Jesus cleanses the temple twice. At the beginning of his ministry, as reported by John, at the end of his ministry, as reported by I, I, the synoptics, maybe even all of them. If I remember right, it, that could be reversed. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. So we're talking, to, it could be, I think, any of the four Gospels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then here's the other tricky thing on the other side. When Jesus says... My house is a house of prayer and you've for the nations, and you've made it into a den of thieves. I think he's quoting from two different places. Mm-hmm. So I think the house of prayer is from one place, and the den of thieves is from another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad uh, so you've identified the difficulty. 
Yeah, yeah. That's why I said you didn't stand a chance in this game. Well, okay. Let's see. We got a bump first, and then I got a guess on the other side. Yeah, we'll take a breather, if and then we'll be right back. Don't go away. Playing along at home, write down your answers. How many Table Talk Radio listeners does it take to change a light bulb? You'll probably have to settle for one. I'm reading Luther's sermons from the House Postal every week. You can find it at www.hope-aurora.org. Click on the Luther Sermon Podcast. What is this? Well, come back. All right, what do you think? What the heck? Den of Robbers. Um, Pay no attention say, to the music bumping in from the commercial. I'm, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to just, I just, I don't know. I think I, I, it seems like the Den of Robbers comes from uh, one of the prophets, and uh, and uh, I think Jesus. Hmm. I think since you were wanted to to make sure and see if it wasn't quoted in the other place, I think that's going to be one of the synoptics. I'm going to say. This is uh, this is Jesus quoting Jeremiah in the Gospel of Matthew. Okay, so I can tell you so far that you correctly identified the Old Testament book. Jeremiah, huh? It is Jeremiah, uh, and let me let me talk about that real quick before I tell you your answer. I mean, this is this is pretty amazing. This is where Jeremiah is uh, told by the Lord to preach at the gates of the temple <laughs> and so you imagine all of these priests going in and out and they're bringing in all these pagan sacrifices even human sacrifices are going on at this time it's insane so you so here jeremiah preaching away <laughs> and uh and you know priests are coming in and out and doing their thing and every just everybody's just ignoring him apparently you know jeremiah's preaching and no one's listening and uh the Lord even tells Jeremiah, yeah, they're not going to listen to you. <laughs> they're they're going to continue to refuse to hear uh, my word. Um, and then that's the, that's the very time he says, uh, uh, you make this a, a – let's see, what, what verse was that? That was verse 11. Um, this house has – which is called by my name become a den of robbers in your sight. And that's what Jesus quotes when he's cl- cleansing the temple. So you guess Jer- uh, Jeremiah and Matthew. And mm-hmm. looking at Matthew chapter 21 – Verse 12. Um, you're right. That counts. Yeah. <laughs> By the process of elimination, I wasn't oh. banking on you guessing Jeremiah. I, I figured you'd get the gospel, but I didn't think you'd get Jeremiah. Oh, man. Because that uh, my house is a house of prayer is the Psalms, right? I think so. Uh, yeah, that anyway. is from no, 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 no. Oh wait, whoa, wait, wait, wait a minute. Hey, you can't. Uh, you, I would. <laughs> it's uh, from all my, this is just extra conversation. You know, just filler. You know, all the radio. We're just. Uh, uh, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Is from Isaiah fifty six verse seven. Well, according at to at least this. this. Hey, I think there is see, a song. I though. got that this from two different sources. Yeah. Congratulations. Anyway. Hey, thanks. All right, like, give so me a shot at me. this. I didn't know that you had a whole email on these that you like memorized them all. I, when you sent I out sent out. The, I, did, I, I sent out the Wednesday whatnot. You know, yesterday because it was. What is the Wednesday, Wednesday whatnot? 
The Wednesday Whatnot is my e-newsletter. <laughs> Your marketing ploy. <laughs> it's just a way to keep in touch. It's when I, you know, I got the blog, but I'm like, you know, the big problem with ha- writing a blog post is it's not annoying you enough. Think, you got to think something all the way through, you know. <laughs> Too long. That's right. You got to have a start part of it, and you got to have a finish part of it. And I said, well, how what I got to do this? Just never actually just put up on the internet the things that I just notice. <laughs> I said, oh, I'll write a Wednesday whatnot. So on the Wednesday whatnot, I send out four things that I just noticed that are goofy. Yesterday, I sent out the what was the super spiritual life video about um, about how to be a minimalist. That was pretty good. <laughs> and I also sent the chronology of Holy Week, and I also sent this uh, link to this uh, table of Old Testament quotes in the New Testament, hmm. which is pretty nice. It's a nice thing to have around. So it's got the New Testament, then the Septuagint, then the Masoretic text. Now, I'm going to give you this one. What is the pretty good? What does the minimalist guy say that it's not about being in poverty; it's about having uh, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it says it's not it's not about being so poor that you don't have anything. That's poverty. It's about being so rich that you can pretend like you're poor. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Uh, All right, give it to me. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Yeah. Okay. Boom. So uh, the New Testament context, now this is another one of those, similar to the, the what I threw at you, is that you're using something that's used in multiple Gospels. Um, you so, can get either one, by the way. That actually increases your odds that's true. if it does happen to be in two different Gospels. Uh, so the temptations are in the synoptics, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And I believe every single accounting of the temptations includes this verse. Um, you want to put a little wager on that? <laughs> apparently you don't agree. <laughs> um, I, boy, I thought so, though, but I'm not so confident now. Um, so I'm going to go just lock in the New Testament for now. I'm just going to go with Matthew. I think Matthew uh, uses this. Um, now, do you want me to work up an Old Testament? Matthew? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I initially was thinking the Psalms. Don't you that, love this game, by the way? Just a little yeah, it's great moment fun. of reflection. Yeah, thanks. Um, good job, by the way. I, I, forgot to, oh, yeah. I forgot to commend you in your show prep this time. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so my, my initial reaction is... I know a good game. <laughs> Yeah, it could be could be self promoting in any way whatsoever. Uh, my initial thought was that it was coming from the Psalms, but I think that's later when uh, the devil tempts our Lord to cast him down from the pinnacle of the temple. That uh, his angels will uh, uh, what's it say? Uh, he'll send his angels concerning you. That's from the Psalm, Psalm ninety one, if I'm not mistaken. But this passage... Now I, you're just showing off. Uh, this passage, I believe, comes from Deuteronomy. Boom. You got it. Both sides. So this is... Uh, both times. Matthew 4.4 4 and Luke 4.4, 4, oddly enough. But not Mark. It's not in Mark. Interesting. Remember, Mark gives us really like a one-verse account of the temptation. Mm. And then Deuteronomy 8.3, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. Nice. Now, now it, what's interesting is your quote of the Psalms is what the devil says, cast yourself down, and the devil misquotes it because he, he leaves out that phrase, he will guard you in all your ways. 
But mm. um, but every time Jesus rebukes the devil, he quotes Deuteronomy all three times. All three, uh, man shall not live by bread alone, and you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And uh, uh, what's the other one? Uh, you worship the Lord, and him only shall you serve. So, All right, so how many points do I get? Um, I don't know. How many did I get? Because that's the same amount that you get. Um, well, this is uh, two thousand points. Two thousand. Okay. So the normal n- normal Bible B you get two hundred around. This time you get two thousand points. Yeah, that's good. I like I like that because it's the Bible B bonanza. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm ready. Uh, for you. Um. Oh no, I lost it. It's not here. Where'd it go? Uh, all right, I'm going to switch over to this one. Give me the easy one. All right, I am. This is the easier one. I was going to give you the harder one, but I wrote down the wrong reference. Anyway, uh, this is it. It says, every knee will bow. Oh, man. That's the easy one, you say? Yeah. Well, I know where it is in the New Testament. It's in that great hymn to Jesus in Philippians 2, at the name of Christ, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I did not know that that was an Old Testament verse. Hmm. Uh Uh-oh. Every knee shall bow. So I cannot think of the context of Uh where that shows up in the... <laughs> that wasn't on your Wednesday whatnot, huh? No. Well, it's probably on here. I don't want to scroll down. That would be what we call cheating. Yes. Uh we're gonna I the this is part of the point of the, the game is to show myself to be an imbecile in the radio. Uh, at least I know Philippians. I'm glad you told me it was the easy one. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> that helps. Um I you know uh, so Paul, Paul, could you really use the whole swath of the Old Testament? I mean, he was not—he um, didn't lean one way or another. But he—but really, the text that gets quoted most often in the New Testament is going to be Isaiah. I mean, maybe Leviticus is the most often, and the Psalms are quoted quite often too. But Isaiah, which speaks of Christ, every knee shall bow, and and it's really in in Isaiah that it speaks most clearly of Christ, both his humiliation and his exaltation. Um, I'm going to say that this is Isaiah. Okay, so um, uh, you happen to be right, but I have an offer for you. <laughs> A double or nothing. And the double or nothing is it's mentioned again in the New Testament. And if you can name that other book in the New Testament that it's also mentioned in, I'll give you double the points. So wait, so I, you're saying I got this right. This is Philippians. It is quoted in Philippians, and it is quote, a quote from Isaiah. Correct. And there's one other so quote in the New can, Testament, and you you're can, offering me double points? You can take 1,000 points, or no, 2,000 points and walk, or you can get 4,000 points, risk it all, and get 4,000 points if you name the other New Testament book. All right, I can't, I can't help myself. I'm going to risk it. <laughs> Uh, are you going to give me any hints? Is it used in the same way, like it talking about the glory of Jesus? And and um, I'm not willing to give you any hints. I was amazed you got this. I was amazed you got the last one. So, so okay, here would be my two guesses, because every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It's talking about the revealing of Jesus at the end 
of the world when Jesus returns in glory. And that could then be pointing to, there's a couple of times when Jesus will talk like that. Like you will see him seated on the throne at his trial. And then there's the book of Revelation. So I'm leaning towards one of the gospels or maybe the book of Revelation for this, but I'm not sure. I got to mull it over and try not to listen to this bump music because it'll make me forget (laughs) everything that I know. All right. Think about it. We'll be right back on Table Talk Radio. There isn't a way in the English language to indicate we are using the singular you. But thank you for listening to Table Talk Radio. Hey, daily devotions for your family. Around the Word is found at whatdoesthismean.org. Hey, if you're afraid of someone finding Table Talk Radio in your podcast app, we have the solution for you. Just download the Table Talk Radio app where you can listen to Table Talk Radio. You get the stream right there on your Android device, and that way no one knows when they're looking yeah, through your list of podcasts that you actually listen to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, that's right. Has that ever happened to you? Someone streaming to your podcast? They're like, oh, issues, etc. fighting for the faith, God whispers. What? Table Talk Radio? <laughs> I used to listen to those guys back in 2003. <laughs> then I grew up. Don't be don't let that happen to you friends. Download the app. All right, before the break we're playing the Bible B ultimate game. The uh uh the All-Star edition. No, that's not it. Um and I gave you a verse. This is your greatest game ever. I really love this game. That says that every I don't know why I like it so much but that every knee shall bow, and that's quoted, uh, well, that's from Isaiah 45. I'll even read you the passage from Isaiah. Uh, I have sworn by myself, the word has gone forth from my mouth in righteousness, and it will not turn back, that to me every knee will bow, every tongue will swear allegiance. That's that's Isaiah 45, 23. It's quoted twice in the New Testament, Philippians chapter 2, and somewhere else. And you're double or nothing on this. I'm going to go with the revelation. He lost it all. Oh, man. Oh, no. No way. Uh, what you were looking for was uh, Romans chapter 14, verse, uh, I'll read 10 and 11. Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God, for it is written... As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us will give an account to himself and to God. Hmm. So sorry you lost <laughs> well, uh, know that one. zero. Zero for round two for you. So you're still All hanging right. at 2,000. All right, hey, I, uh, that's right. I'm going to I gotta find one for you that I can have you double or nothing. Oh, this is good. Ooh, this is a good one. The righteous shall live by faith. Oh, yeah. That's really Reformation-y. The righteous shall live by faith. What, you got nothing? The righteous shall live by faith. Yeah. Well, um... 
This is all over the epistles. I'm pretty sure that uh, you're probably quoting this from. I'll the... tell you. I'll give you this clue. There are this uh, this occurs three times in the New Testament. Okay. So um, the one that came to mind was uh, Romans. I think it's chapter three. It's probably in Galatians too. But I'm going to go with Romans. But I'm trying to think where this is in the Old Testament. I was tempted to go. Um, go to uh, Genesis, like uh, Abraham believed and it was credited him as righteous, but I don't think that actually says it there. So the righteous shall live by faith. Um, hmm, 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 hmm. Huh. I'm racking my brain here. Was, was this your easy Pretty one? famous verse, you know. Uh no this no. Do you want did you want an easy one? No, this isn't that easy. <laughs> I mean, it's not that hard really. <laughs> I mean, this is my this is my pre-easy one. This is the one like if I had a baby that just learned to talk, I'd ask him about this one. Uh, someone who just the easy the one Bible. was next. Yeah. Um That's right. <laughs> Man. Oh, listeners! By the way, playing along, you got to write it down. Prove your genius. They're screaming at the, down the, the radio right now. Um, I don't know. It's probably one of the prophets. So let's go with um. I don't know. I uh. Well, it could be. <laughs> Of course, I wasn't laughing this hard when you were fishing You were, around. like, tempting me out. You're like, let's go with Jeremiah, <laughs> Joah, <laughs> Try to tempt me out. I'm not going to give it away. No way, buddy. Isaiah. Final answer. No. Habakkuk 2. Ugh. Habakkuk is the answer that mm. you're looking for. Habakkuk 2.4. Uh, the righteous shall live by faith, most famous verse of the Old Testament. No problem. <laughs> All right. That's okay. You'll never but, get... But, look, uh, you don't have any points, but I'm going to offer you another 2,000 if you want to guess another New Testament book where it is written. So you guessed right Romans, Romans 117. Uh, the righteous of God is revealed from faith to faith, as written, the righteous shall live by faith. Here's the other New Testament verse. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it's evident, for the righteous shall live by faith. You want to guess that one? Well, see, I was I was thinking Galatians, and I, I threw that out there before, but then you offered a second chance for me, and I think that you wouldn't have done that if I already thrown Galatians out there. But that that's a very—I mean, so one of the themes that's going on in, in, in Galatians is that there's a, there's a fight about the law. The Judaizers come in and say, hey, uh, in order to be uh, right with God, you still got to be doing this law stuff. And so, you know, Paul's very clear about this. Yeah. Um, so I, I still want to lean towards Galatians. I'm going to do it. Galatians is the other one. All right, I'll give it to you. It's Galatians. You're right. It's Galatians. So now, so now there's a third one. Now I get to do the oh. double or nothing. That's oh. what I was trying to build up to the drama. <laughs> so you got Romans. You got Galatians. This particular verse in Habakkuk 2.4 is also quoted in one other New Testament book, which says this. I'll even read it to you before you get to choose if you want to do double or nothing. Okay. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now, 
the righteous shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Hmm. Sounds familiar. Um, I am going to guess the... Uh, hmm. See, I'm, I'm thinking some of the other epistles like... Uh, like Peter, first or second Peter, um, might be there. Um, I although I think this is probably chances are high that this appears in uh, the book of Hebrews, and I'll give you why the chances are high. First of all, you have the great Hall of Faith chapter in Hebrews, and and uh, the author of the Hebrews is just quoting the Old Testament everywhere. So if I just had to pick a book, that would be a good one. It's like, somewhere it says this. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know where it says it, but it says it this somewhere. So I'm going to go with uh, Hebrews. Is that right? You're right. <laughs> Hebrews 10. In fact, this is the setup verse for Hebrews 11. Yeah. The Hall of Faith. I can't believe that. Yeah. Dang. So what's the what's the score no, at right now? That sure shows me. I think yeah, you got like 6,000. Oh, yeah, it feels good. Because you got four thousand for that one, and I got two thousand. Okay, so you need this one to to tie Man, it up. I don't have as many as you. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Here it is. Um, this is your. This is the the quoted verse. Uh, speak truth, each one of you, uh, with his neighbor. What speak the heck? speak truth, each one of you, with his neighbor. <laughs> yeah, I know it could be anywhere, right? Oh, all right. Can you give me numbers like how often that's quoted in the New Testament? Um, once. <laughs> no, okay. Okay, okay. It's, it's well, somewhat, speak truth. it's somewhat referred to another time, but it's not an exact quote. Speak truth, every one of you, to your neighbor. That's like third use of the law, which we, you know, quit believing in in a couple of years ago. Apparently we just decided we didn't want to believe in it anymore <laughs> as Lutherans, but... Paul still has it in there, so I'm going to say this is Paul, who likes to talk about speaking truth. The, re- the reason Lutherans neighbor, quit believing the third use of the laws is because we want to start talking about theology of the cross. <laughs> Sorry. Shit's, hey! <laughs> that that hey. little mockery has a pretty good instinct behind it. <laughs> uh, I'm, t- I'm telling the truth there. Uh, to my neighbor. Let uh-huh. me see. Speak mm-hmm. truth to one another. Why would Paul, though, I mean, you could just say that. Why would you quote the Old Testament if you wanted to say that? <laughs> uh, speak truth, everyone, to your neighbor. I think this has got to be something like, uh, maybe it's Romans because you're tricking me. And you did Romans already before. About a minute here. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Ephesians. Ephesians quoting Exodus. Boom! Wow, you got Ephesians. Uh, so Ephesians 5.25 says, Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you to your neighbor, for we are members of one another. But this is quoting... Hey, I even said that, didn't I? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it goes what? into be angry what, and yet Roberts? do not sin. Leviticus? But yeah, this comes from Zechariah chapter 8, where it says, These are the things which you should do. Speak the truth to one another. Judge the tr- uh, judge with what? truth and judgment for peace in your gates. I never thought there was third use of the law in the prophets, too. <laughs> I thought it was all Moses. Uh-huh. 
Well, you learn something new every day. All right. Well, what do you think Dang. of this new game that we're playing? Let us know by giving I love us a it. call. Oh, I'm you're not, not asking. asking. You're not talking to you. <laughs> I love this game. Lie down for a second. 1-800-385-SOLA. 1-800-385-765. Because it's on the Wednesday whatnot. <laughs> All right. That's it. Thanks for listening to Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like the third use of the law in the Psalms? I bet there's no third use in the Psalms. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio uh, is not for everyone. Best? Please consult your pastor before listening to Table You're Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, like psychosis, coma, adiposis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep gain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the Calvinists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.